Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And I have a question for you. Do you think you could ever benefit from having a photographic memory? The ability to recall instantly important details, maybe lists of items, lists of dates and places and all of that stuff where it's important for you not only to remember the entirety of what was on the list, but maybe even exactly in what order those things are supposed to be on the list chronologically. Well, my friends, in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you an episode that I just recorded for my audio journal podcast. You see, I have this podcast. It's called The Audio Journal. It's a behind-the-scenes look into the things that I'm learning, experiencing, uh, just random stuff. Anything that I find interesting and feel inspired to share, there's no desire for me to impress anybody, to to show what... It, it's just It's just me being authentically me. But sometimes those episodes, you know what? It's like, man, you know, I think this episode should be heard by everyone out there, especially those of you who are tuning into the Cliff Ravenscraft show each week. And this is one of those episodes. I have drastically improved my ability to memorize important details. And you're going to hear all about that. I, by the way, I haven't, I haven't mastered this yet. But I have learned at least one strategy for memorizing lists of things specifically in a certain order, and I'm going to share with you the book that taught me how to do this, and I'm only halfway through that book, and there are techniques and strategies that I think are supposed to tell me not only how to remember lists of items that are easy for me to associate, but even some things like decks of cards and numbers and all sorts of other things. And eventually, I'm hoping it's able to tell me how to, at one point, get to the place where I can remember the names of every person I meet at an event. That would be incredibly awesome. But for right now, I'm only halfway through chapter six of this particular book, which I'm about ready to share with you. And I'm already blown away with my ability to memorize things like a shopping list. So I hope this has piqued your interest. And without any further ado, here's an episode of the audio journal that I'm sharing with you here in the Cliff Ravenscraft show. It's time for 153. At least that's the episode number. I'm recording this entire episode inside the studio, and I'm recording it just moments after publishing episode 152, and I'm doing it for those of you who may not have been interested in the just random casual conversation that I put out in the previous episode. And today, in this episode, I have a topic I want to share with you, and I might share even more. Who knows? 
how good are you at remembering things? How's your memory? I'm going to teach you, or I'm going to tell you about a book that told me a couple strategies already for how to improve the memorization of details that you might want to recall later. How's that? All right, so I'm going to share with you a list right here, right now. Ready? Flour. Storage containers. Whole milk. Monterey Jack cheese. Queso cheese. Tortilla chips. Cinnamon. Paper plates. Olive oil. Raisin nut bran and a Vente Chai Tea Iced Latte from Starbucks. Now you're gonna have to take my word for this and I trust that if you're listening to the audio journal, you're gonna believe me when I tell you that I just recited that list to you from memory. It is not written anywhere in front of me, behind me, around me, and I have never actually seen those items on any list in my entire lifetime. What was that list, by the way? That list that I just shared with you was Stephanie's shopping list that she wanted Steph- or that she wanted Megan and I to get from the store at Kroger last week. A week ago, that was the shopping list. Not once did I ever write down a single item. And I'm going to tell you how I memorized that list here in this episode of the Audio Journal. By the way, in order. Do I have... Your interest now? I'm going to let this song finish and then I'm going to teach you how I memorized that list and where I learned how to do it. All right. So about a month ago, I was in San Diego, California hanging out at Social Media Marketing World 2020. And I think it was at the speaker party where I ran into Rich Brooks and we got to talking about books that have been uh, very insightful and inspirational to us and, and just how much we enjoy learning new things. And he was telling me about a book that I might be interested in, especially when he says, you know, when I was telling him that I'm really into books that dive deep into how does the subconscious mind work, how does the brain work, all of that sort of stuff. He goes, I think I'm reading a book or just finished a book not too long ago that I think you might be interested in called Moonwalking with Einstein, which is an incredibly weird uh, name for a book. I have not gotten to the place within this book where I have any clue as to why that is the name of the book. The 
author of the book is Joshua Fower, F-O-E-R, narrated by Mike Chamberlain. Good narration, by the way. I'm really enjoying the narrator. So uh, I would highly recommend this book. It's called Moonwalking with Einstein. It's in Audible. That's where I purchased it. And it is about a journalist who wrote a story about, I think it was supposed to be initially the world's smartest man. You know how they have the world's strongest man? Well, he wanted to do the world's smartest man. And he thought that he would do an article about this. And then he had a difficult time. How do you determine who is the smartest? Do you do it by IQ? Do you do it by this? Do you do it by that? And eventually he came around to deciding to do something about the, the people who can memorize and recall pretty much anything that they choose to recall. There are a handful of people who have what they call a photographic memory. And there's some debate as to whether or not some of those people actually have a photographic memory or do they have techniques for memorizing things in a unique way. None of that's really important here, except to say that he ended up doing a story on, deciding to do a story on these people who learn to hack how they memorize things. Uh, there's a comp- competition, there's a global competition for memory, who, who is the world's, uh, who can win the global world championship of memory. Uh, there is regional and, and uh, countrywide championships. There's one in the United States and this journalist is from the United States, and he begins interviewing some of these people about how they got to the place where they're able to remember so much. And one of these people who wins these global competitions quite frequently, he says, listen, I, I, I'm a coach, and I teach people how to do this. And he said to the journalist, he says, I could teach you how to do this. If you were interested, I could coach you personally, and you would win the United States Memory Championship next year if you would commit somewhere between one to two hours a day studying uh, in practice. And the journalist is like, no way. And he's like, you and I, just standard, average, everyday memory. It's very hard to, to remember people's names, all that stuff. He's, he, the journalist is no different than you and I. But as he begins having conversations with this man that he met and, and seeing these other people and interviewing other people, he became convinced that, huh, wow, maybe I can. And then he set out for a, a journey, he set a goal for himself. He says, I, I'm, I'm actually going to take you up on your offer. I'll make this a part of my story. And hence the premise of this book. So this journalist who had no better of a memory than you and I, in less than one full year, he became the United States recognized champion in memorization, whether that be memorizing decks of cards, whether that's memorizing, you know, 150 people's names, whatever, it didn't matter. He became that year, based upon the competition that next year, he won world's best memory for, or not world, uh, United States best memory. So uh, I am only, gosh, how far into this book am I? I'm trying to see if I can I'm on chapter six of this book, 
And if I, do, and I don't want clips, I want to go in here and see if I can find out how many chapters there are. I'm not this this uh the Audible app is not as good as the other app that I use. Okay, so I am on chapter. Okay, I'm on chapter six, and it looks like there are eleven chapters in an epilogue. So I'm halfway through the book. And on chapter six, I'm actually on the early part of chapter six, so that's where I'm at. But what I can tell you is I've already learned a technique that allows me to remember and memorize lists of things, all right? Now, there's more strategies, more techniques on the way, but the very first strategy he finally got into and taught, and it's something called this thing called the memory palace. And he said he talks about the fact that our brain isn't set to wire in such a way that we can just remember random, unattached, certain, you know, list of items, list of numbers and stuff like that. But one of the things that he was taught by this coach is that we do have an uncanny uh, ability to remember spatially things that, that, that we experience. So, for example, if you think about your childhood home, you know, the the house you spent the most time in growing up as a child. Chances are, if I were to ask you to, you know, close your eyes and describe the floor plan, if you were to walk into the house. So, for example, my, my floor plan, if I close my eyes and I think about my childhood home, it's the one in Erlanger, Kentucky. It's the one when, you know, it's the one house that I can remember or that, that immediately comes to my mind. And I think about that house. I remember you'd walk into the door. It was a split level. So you could go to the right and go downstairs. And then you would turn uh, left. And, or actually, if you turn to the right, there was the garage. If you go kind of straight, there was the laundry room. If you go to the left of that, there was a little bathroom there. And then uh, on the opposite door from the bathroom, there was the under the stairs closet. And then there's the family, the living room downstairs. If you were to come around and go all the way back up to the front door, but then go up the stairs to your left was a living room, which was open to the dining room, which was a little bit open to the kitchen. And you come out of there and then there's the hallway. There's the hallway to the bed. I mean, I remember spatially. I can actually see it all in my in my mind. I can remember other homes that I lived in when I was a kid. I remember a townhouse that we lived in for a while when I was a kid. And I remember spatially what the, the layout, the floor plan of that whole house is. And I can remember seeing certain pieces of furniture and where those things typically were laid out. I remember where the fish aquarium or yeah, the aquarium was. So, and going back to when I was a little kid, I remember other little places, apartments and all this other stuff. And so I have spatially this memory that's real easy for me to remember. Now, here's another thing. Think about somebody's house that you've, like a friend of yours, an acquaintance. They invited you over to their home. And if they've ever given you, if you ever had a friend that invited you over to the home and they gave you a tour of their home and you've only ever been there once and maybe it was a two or three years ago. But when you went through that home, you weren't trying to memorize their floor plan. But if I were to ask you to close your eyes and tell me about the floor plan, you know, walk me through virtually in, in your mind that house, chances are you'd be able to recall that. I don't know if it has anything to do with just our 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 
survival mechanism, you know, in case of an emergency and fire or whatever, are we trying to subconsciously, is our, our mind trying to spatially recognize where are we in the scale of this whole place and, and all this other stuff? I don't know if it goes back, if you believe in, you know, prior to the, the days of all the modern technology, the modern comforts of having a home and a roof over our head, if there was a day when we were all hunter, hunters and gatherers, if it was has, had to do with where could we find food and where spatially, do we remember all of that stuff? I, there's all kinds of theories about this, but spatially we have the ability to remember things in a powerful way. So what happened was, Um, there's the, so what you can do is you take any place, any home, any building, anything like that, where you, in your mind, in your brain, you actually can remember a floor plan. Imagine yourself walking through a place and seeing certain items on the list in different areas. So I'm going to share with you now, if you go all the way back to the beginning of this podcast episode, in the intro of this podcast episode, you will have heard me give you Stephanie's shopping list from last Sunday, one week ago. Now, here's what I will tell you about that list. The only reason I memorized it is because I was in the car with Megan. Megan and I, she, of course, is back from college now that we have this coronavirus thing going on and stuff. And she and I were on our way to Costco last week to go get some items at Costco. And then we went to Kroger to pick up some stuff for Stephanie. And on the way out, I was telling Megan about this book, Moonwalking with Einstein. And I was telling her about memory. And I said, I can teach you how to memorize things. And so now what happened is we got on the phone with Stephanie and and I said, you know, ask your mom to give us a list of things. And she was cleaning out the pantry and she goes, here's some things that I would love to have from Kroger. And, and Megan uh, dictated the list into her notes app. Now, she did write these down so that I could then help her learn how to commit these to memory. And so once we got off the phone with Stephanie and she gave us the list, I said, I said, why don't we do this with a place you and I both know, and our and it's our current home, this home that we live in today. We've lived here since June, I think, 2015, is or was it June 2014? No, it was June 2015, I believe, when we moved here. Or no, it, it might have been June 2000. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a little, it's, we've been, lived here for a couple of years, so we know the floor plan of our home. So I said, I said, Megan, and and by the way, again, I want you to know I am not, there is no list of this. I have never seen this list. I have never visibly seen this shopping list in my entire lifetime. I promise you it is not on any notes in front of me. It's not any screen in front of me. It's nowhere to be found. It is only wired in my brain. But it's wired in my brain because I said, okay, we're going to start as if we're walking down the street up to our house and then through our home. And she says, okay. I said, okay. So the first thing, when when you think about walking down the street up to our house, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And we both agreed that it's our mailbox. We have a unique mailbox that kind of leans a little bit to the side. It's another story for another time. But anyway, I said, okay, so the mailbox, first thing we see. What's the first item on the list? She said, flour. I said, okay, all-purpose flour. I want you to imagine that in the mailbox, if you were to open it up, 
all of a sudden there's a puff of white cloud of flour. Uh, inside of it is a bag of flour that's kind of been opened up. And it's kind of scary that there's this flour. Good, It's a good thing we see that it's a bag of flour inside because it reminds me of the time when there was all kinds of weird stuff happening and the anthrax scare and, and, and people mailing something. And if you ever opened up your mail after all of that anthrax stuff that was going on, and you opened it up and saw white powder, you'd kind of freak out a little bit, right? But in the mailbox is flour. There's there's a bag of flour inside, but it's kind of been opened, and when you opened up the mailbox, uh, a, there was a little bit of that white flour. It was all over the place, so f- white flour, got it? I said, great. I said, what's the next thing on the list? She said, plastic storage tubs. Stephanie happened to have been cleaning out the pantry and she would say, she said, I'd love to have some storage tubs. So I sat there, I said, great. I said, now I want you to imagine Matthew's car in the driveway as we're walking up towards the house. The only thing is, is it's really weird because Matthew's car is jacked up into the air. Like each of the, the his car is elevated in the air and there are four four plastic tubs. One plastic tub turned upside down and each tire of Matthew's car is sitting on top of a plastic storage tub. What the heck? I mean, how on earth, number one, did he get his car elevated up in the air so that under each of those four tires was a plastic storage tub? That's crazy. All right, I said, can you, and and I'm like, can you visualize, do you see Matthew's car up on the plastic storage tubs? And she says, yes. I said, great. All right, next, what's on the list? She says, whole milk. All right, well, we're now, we've we've walked past Matthew's car in the driveway. Now we're at the front door and on the front porch, there is a cow. It's a dairy cow and it it is a cow. You can see its udders. It, It is absolutely bursting, ready to just flow with milk everywhere, right? So why on earth? Can you, I mean, come on, seriously, in our neighborhood, could you imagine a big, huge, giant dairy cow? sitting on the, or standing on the front porch of our house right next to the doorbell. So I want you to remember, there is a dairy cow ready to burst forth with whole natural milk, whole milk, right? We're not getting 2% from this baby. That's that, that we're getting the milk straight from that cow, that dairy cow sitting on or standing on our front porch, whole milk is going to flow forth, right? Okay. Now, What's the next thing on our list? And she said, Monterey Jack cheese. Now, we happen to know that this is shredded Monterey Jack cheese that she wants. And so um, we open up the door and I said, we're in the foyer. And what's the first thing that comes to mind in the foyer? And it's this buffet, which is a piece of furniture. And the reason why that's on our thing is we that's where we have all of our, our stuff for Leo, his dog harness, his little poop plastic bags that we clean up his stuff when we're taking him for a walk. It's where his leash is and stuff like that. And I said, now, I want you to imagine we walk into the front door and we look over to the right and on the buffet is a, just a giant pile of bags of shredded cheese. However, one of them was left open and it's actually got like shredded cheeses flowing down all the way onto the floor. All right, I sat there, I said, do you see that? She says, yes, I can see that. There, I, it's right there in my mind. I, I can't unsee it. So there's a, 
and I said, what kind of che- cheese is it? Monterey Jack. All right. So, and th- that was easy for us to memory remember. We could have done some things to remember Monterey and Jack, but the thing is, is this is a family favorite of ours, and so we knew it was, when we, all we have to do is see shredded cheese, and we know that that's Monterey Jack. Okay. I said, what's next on the list? And she said, uh, queso and chips. All right. So queso cheese, and I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're actually going to walk through the foyer, and then we're going to go upstairs in our house. She says, okay. I said, now, from the, from the buffet, which is right next to the front door, there is a trail of liquid queso cheese going all the way to the stairs. So we have a hardwood floor uh, in our foyer, and I want you to imagine, all of a sudden, it's it's almost as somebody just dumped out, like just poured a trail right from the front door of queso cheese all the way up to the first step, uh, but, you know, limited to the hardwood floor. Do you see the queso cheese? And she said, yes. I said, what color is it? She goes, it's white, Dad. I was like, okay. Now, I want you to, th- you said tortilla chips, right? And she says, yes. Now I want you to, th- I want you to imagine that every single step going all the way upstairs to the, to the top landing, every single step is piled high with tortilla chips so that every time our feet step on a step, we are crunching tortilla chips. All right. She says, I said, do you got it? I said, can you imagine the sound that would make? And she says, yes. I said, awesome. All right, what's next on the list? Cinnamon, all right? Now, again, I want you to know, I am not looking at this list, all right? I am not looking at this list. I said, okay, cinnamon. Now, I want you to imagine that when we get to the top of the stairs and we're at the top of the landing, all of a sudden, we just see a cloud of like reddish, purplish, reddish, whatever. Uh, It's like a cloud, and as soon as we get up there, we it smells good, but then all of a sudden it burns and it's in our eyes and we sneeze and it's just like, oh my gosh, it's a cloud of cinnamon. It's almost as if somebody just took ground, super fine cinnamon and just is, is blowing it through the air and it's like smoky because it's just this powdered mist of, of, uh, of cinnamon. And she goes, okay, I I got it. And I sit there, I said, so you go to wipe your nose and you got this, it, it's just, ah, cinnamon everywhere. Okay, and it, it just hits you. As soon as you get upstairs, it's just this cloud of cinnamon, almost like a dust storm, but it's a, it's a, it's a cinnamon storm. As soon as you get upstairs at the top of the landing. All right, now, what's the first thing that you, if we turn left, there's the family, the, the kids' uh, bathroom, shared bathroom. I said, what's next on the what's next on the list? She said, paper plates. All right. So mom wants paper plates. Now all I need you to do is open up the bathroom door in your mind and see on top of the toilet for some reason, stacked all the way from the toilet seat all the way to the ceiling is the lar- largest, most gigantic stack of of paper plates you could possibly imagine. How ridiculous is it that there are paper plates sitting on top of the toilet? One place you would not want toilet, <laughs> you would not want to have paper plates that you're going to use is sitting on top of a toilet seat. Uh, but not only is there pl- t- paper plates on top of the toilet seat, it's all the way to the ceiling. All right, do you have it? And she says yes. All right, now I want you to imagine now you've cu- you're coming out of the bathroom, you're turned left. Whose room is that? She says Matthews. I said what's next on the list? She said olive oil. 
All right, I want you to think about this. Matthew just got a brand new computer, right? Yep. I don't know if you know this, but his comp- his new computer, the CPU, CPU is water-cooled, which means that it actually has these little um, plastic pu- uh, pipes or tubes that actually pump water through this system, and it's the water that actually cools the CPU of his, his computer. Now, I want you to imagine in the middle of Matthew's room is a five-gallon bucket, And inside that bucket is a vat of olive oil, a five-gallon bucket full of olive oil, and there are plastic tubes running to and from Matthew's computer, and you ask him, what in the world is this? And he says, listen, I just read on the internet, for some reason, I could do something, I could actually double the speed of my CPU and keep it cooled with olive oil. Does that sound ridiculous? Absolutely, it sounds ridiculous. But when you look inside of Matthew's room, he is using olive oil, a five-gallon bucket of olive oil to cool his computer, all right? We come out of there, and between Matthew's room and Megan's room is the storage closet in the hallway. Normally, that's where we would keep toilet paper. I said, what's next on the list? And she said, raisin nut bran, All right, so I want you to imagine that everything has been taken out of the closet, and instead, the the closet is filled all the way from the bottom to the top, everywhere. There is no way you could fit anything more into the closet, and every single space, you know, ounce or every inch of space is taken up by boxes after box after box of raisin nut brand cereal. Now, if I could, if it was a unique kind of cereal that we didn't, that wasn't everybody's favorite or whatever in the household, then we would actually do some things to remember the raisins, the nuts, and the brand. But raisin nut brand is the typical cereal that's going to be purchased if somebody in this house wants cereal. It's raisin nut brand. So we just need to remember it's got tons of cereal in the closet. And I sit there, I said, is there anything else on the list? And she goes, yeah, there's one more thing. I said, well, what's the next room after the closet? She goes, that would be my room. And I said, well, what's the last thing on the list? She says, a venti iced tea chai latte from Starbucks. Okay. I said, I said, you know those plastic reusable cups that you get from Starbucks? Yes. I said, I want you to think about the largest one you could possibly imagine all the way from the floor and it goes all the way up to your ceiling. Do you see it? And she says, yeah. And inside of it is mom's iced tea chai latte. And she says, okay, I see it. And then I said, no, put that list away because you don't need it anymore. And I said, Megan, I want you to come out on the street and I want you to tell me what you see. And then she says, well, I see the mailbox that has flour in it. And I walk up to the driveway and I see Matthew's car propped up on four plastic storage boxes. Then I see the whole milk getting ready to burst forth from a dairy cow on the front porch. And I open up the front door and to the right is a buffet with flowing shredded cheddar uh, or Monterey Jack cheddar cheese or whatever it's called. And then there's a trail of queso going all the way to the steps, which is going to make me crunch on top of tortilla chips all the way till I get to the top where I almost choke on the cloud of cinnamon that's in the air and then I look into the bathroom to use the bathroom but there's a stack of giant paper plates there I look into Matthew's room and then I'm like what the heck is going on with this olive oil in this five gallon bucket and then I come and I look into the closet and I see nothing but raisin nut bran and then in my own bedroom Megan says I see a giant vente iced tea chai latte My friends, I will tell you right now, I asked Megan what was on the list two days later, 
four days later and she still memorized it. I said, Megan, in 15 years from today, I could ask you what was on that shopping list that mom asked us to get on the way, you know, that when I was teaching you about moonwalking with Einstein. And I said, you'll still be able to do it. My friends, what I just shared with you is what's called a memory palace. And I learned it by actually creating things inside of my mind. It's just insane. In fact, inside of the, he was talking in inside of the book um, and he gave his own example. And I used my childhood home, which this is what I remember. Uh, there was on his shopping list that he had given was, and I didn't, I, as, as I was going through, I was listening to the audiobook while doing other things. So I got most of this, but there was a couple of things that, that I, I stopped listening at, at some point. But here's what I do know. On his shopping list, there is definitely a jar of pickled garlic, cottage cheese. There was uh, peat smoked salmon, six bottles of white wine, socks, a uh, ballerina costume, um, snorkeling gear, and dry ice. And that's about as much as I memorized from his list because that's his, you know, he started talking about some other things and my mind went to the other thing. Now, the thing is, is I actually see uh, my childhood home with all of those items. I placed them in different places and I still remember that. I haven't, I haven't touched this book in probably three or four weeks. However, I, and, and here's, I'm going to, again, doing this all from memory. Here's what was on Stephanie's list the other day. Flowers, storage tubs, whole milk, Monterey Jack cheese, queso chips, cinnamon, paper plates, olive oil, raisin nut bran, and a Vente chai tea iced latte. How freaking awesome is that? Now, it did take a little bit to work through and churn, but if I were studying for an exam where I needed to memorize a certain list of things and details, and I needed to remember them even in the order in which they were supposed to come through, oh my gosh, if I would have known this in college, I would have aced every single freaking exam you it was po- that was possible. See, my uh, prior to reading this book and understanding the spatial memory that we have, and if we can create neuro associations of items and images to the spatial things we already have memorized, if we can place them in our imagination and then recall them anytime we wanted, oh my gosh! Until then, I until until I read this book, it was all about uh, memorization was all through repetition. So. That's what I wanted to share with you here in this episode of the Audio Journal. And now that I'm 31 minutes into this, I am going to release this as episode number 152 of the Audio Journal. Actually, episode 153 of the Audio Journal. But I'm also going to release this as an episode of the Cliff Ravens Craft Show since I didn't put one out this past Friday. So there you go. Thank you guys so much, especially for those of you who are Audio Journal subscribers. I love coming to you guys at least once a week, every week, with things that I'm learning, experiencing, and things that I think you might find interesting. And for those of you who are not subscribers to the Audio Journal, I'd encourage you to check out the Audio Journal. It's pretty freaking amazing. The kind of stuff that I'm sharing behind the scenes, the things that I'm learning, the things I'm experiencing. Uh, this is just, I mean, not every episode is like this. Every episode is unique in in and of itself, but there is so much value that I share inside of the audio journal, and it's a minimum of one episode per week, every week, and if you want to learn more, you can go to mindsetanswerman.com slash audio journal or 
patreon.com slash cliffravenscraft. Either one will get you the audio journal. And with that, my friends, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Mindset and Samantha.